said uh, maybe a little bit more of this last week, but we're going to go to verse 12 of chapter 3. And it says this, this is Paul talking, he says, Not that I have already attained or am already perfected, but I press on. In other words, I haven't arrived yet. I haven't done everything right. I haven't, I haven't got all the answers yet, but I, but I press on. And, and I think that's worthy of, 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 of making note because uh, a lot of times people don't want to move forward because they don't know, you know, they don't have everything all laid out. Well, God ain't asking you for to have everything laid out. He just wants you just to pick up your feet and move forward. Come on, somebody. And let Him, amen, trust Him as He uh, lays things out for you. Praise God. Amen. And how many know it takes faith to do that? Let's try that again. How many know it takes faith to do that? I mean, it's going to take some trust to trust God. Amen. If the Word says that your steps can be ordered of Him, then it's going to take some trust uh, to let Him, amen, lead and guide and direct. Praise God. Amen. But Paul says, you know, not that I have, I don't have everything down. I didn't do everything, you know, perfect. Uh, you know, and I guarantee you, um, you know, you're probably not going to do everything perfect from here on out. Look at your neighbor and say, don't get depressed. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, really, I mean, stop and think about it. You know, you need a Savior. I'm reminded pretty much daily, I need a Savior. Anybody else? Yes. Amen. Am I alone in that or, you know, you know? so I'm pretty, pretty much aware that I need, I need Jesus every day. It's, it is His breath in my lungs. Come on, somebody. Amen. And so, uh, you know, I want to breathe in as much of God every day as I can. So Paul says, not that I have already attained or am already perfected, but I press on. Amen. Now, I, I did some word study on some of that last week. Let's maybe bring a little bit of it out this week. The word press here just means forward pursuit. It means to drive with force. All right. Now, there's a reason you have to drive with force because you've always got opposition. We kind of made that clear last week. There's always some form of opposition coming your way. And so you're going to have to uh, be willing to keep on pressing. Amen. But here's the promise. You know, uh, James 4 says this, gives us the promise that if you submit yourself to God and you resist the enemy, guess what? The enemy will flee. Thank you for all that enthusiasm. Let's try that again. That if you submit yourself to God and you resist the devil, guess what? He will flee. That's a promise. But you've got to be willing to press. You've got to be willing to resist the enemy. You have to be willing to press forward, even though you might have opposition here and there. All right. Back to Philippians 3, verse 12 again. Not that I have already attained or am already perfected, but I press on that I may lay hold of that for which Christ Jesus has also laid hold of me. In other words, I have purpose. I have calling. There's a reason I'm here, praise God. Now, somebody might say, well, you don't understand, Pastor. I was told that I was an accident. Well, maybe your parents thought you were an accident. Maybe your neighbors thought you were an accident. Maybe people you walked around on a daily basis think you're an accident. But God don't think you're an accident. Look at your neighbor and say, I'm not an accident. You have purpose. Amen. Amen. Now, you might not arrive yet. You might be reminded about, you know, haven't, haven't arrived, but, but I'm going to lay hold of that for which Christ Jesus has also laid hold of me. Now, the only way that's going to happen is I've got to be willing to press on. Look at your neighbor and say, press on. Press on. Okay. All right. So press on again. 
Defined as forward pursuit or to drive with force. It means also to extend, I love this, to extend consistent, diligent effort. In other words, you stay with it, you stick with it. Praise God. Amen. Now, a victorious life in God is no casual stroll. If you want a victorious life, then you're going to have to be willing to press because life is a press. So if you want to live this thing uh, and you want to you you succeed, then you've got to be willing to press forward. Amen. I said amen. amen. Hallelujah. So, uh, you know, if you're just going to kind of, you know, roll with the punches, so to speak, and just whatever happens, happens, guess what? You're going to be drug under the bus a dozen times or more. Come on. And you're probably not going to end up on top. Are you hearing me? Because the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy. That's what he does. He's good at it. Very good at it. But if you learn how to submit yourself to God, yield to God, and then press and resist back, guess what? The enemy has to flee, praise God. So it does take some pressing. Amen. Look at your neighbor and say, press on. on. Hallelujah. Let's go verse 13, praise God. Verse 13 says this. It says, Brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended, but one thing I do. I forget those things, or forgetting those things which are behind, and I reach forward to those things which are ahead. Now, we kind of close things up with some of that last week, and we're going to talk some more about that, praise God. But if you're going to do it, this is it. This is key. And this is what Paul really was bringing out. He says, there's one thing I got down. I know how to put the past behind me and reach for the, for the present, reach for the, the future, praise God. Amen. Live this thing and reach forward. Amen. Now, the word to reach here in this verse uh, refers to somebody that's, that's pressing forward to grab hold of something, reaching out. Amen. There's no just, just this little casual thing. It's like you are purposing to grab hold of something that's rightfully yours. Amen. And Paul says, listen, I haven't arrived. I haven't done everything right. I, I, I know I got to keep pressing forward. He says, but I know one thing. I know how to let go of the things behind me, and I know how to grab hold of the things that are ahead of me. Praise God. Amen. And this is how it works, praise God. Amen. Look at your neighbor and say, put the past behind you. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Now we'll talk a little bit more about that here in a bit. Praise God. Verse 14, I press toward the goal or the mark for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Now, uh, brought out uh, where we kind of, you know, we kind of hammered on this a little bit last week, um, that this text here, um, as I, you know, I said last week, as I used to kind of just kind of view it more like a, like a race almost, because there's so many, uh, uh, you know, texts uh, in the scriptures here, that, especially of Paul's writings, talk about, you know, athletics and that kind of stuff. And so I kind of always just saw it more like a, like a race or something that, you know, you're pressing forward, ra- you know, running that race kind of thing. But, but it's really more about, a, uh, about strategic warfare here, all right? It's about being more strategic, amen, understanding that the enemy's coming from different ways, Different, you know, different attempts to try to knock you off uh, your course. And you have to understand, praise God, that you have to be willing to press forward regardless of how it's coming. You've got to be willing to press back. Amen. Go after it, praise God. And don't be afraid of your enemy. I said don't be afraid of your enemy. All right. It's, it's, you've got to move forward. It's up to you to move forward. I wish I could move forward for you, but I can't. I can't do your forward moving. You have to do it. Amen? Did you get that? Yeah. I mean, you know, some people say, well, Pastor, I just wish you'd come home with me and keep me up all the time. No, it's up to you to keep yourself up. Come on, somebody. Come on. Amen. Hallelujah. I ain't talking about, you know, not, no sleep. I'm just talking about <laughs> yeah. being up. I mean, I'll do that too. Yeah, you're getting around me. I may not, you may not get much sleep. 
But anyway, the point is, amen, that it's up to you whether you're going to press forward. It's up to you whether you're going to uh, finish this thing. And how many know, and no matter how great it was that you got born again, amen, that great miracle of, of, of you know, being heaven bound because of a decision you made for Jesus, that no matter how great that is, amen, what matters is are you going to finish? Because you might have had a great start, but are we going to finish this thing? And so the only way we're going to finish is being willing to press forward. Amen. So I press toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Now, of course, we dissected quite a bit of that last week and, and looked at that. Uh, but we're going to, uh, let's do this. Um, let's see who's back. Kathy, praise the Lord. Aren't you glad we got somebody back there putting these verses on the board? Praise the Lord. We appreciate you, Kathy. Let's, uh, Kathy, put the, uh, real quick, we'll do some of the, like the Hebrews 10 Let's put that on the board, Hebrews 10, uh, just real quick. Uh, verse 38 says this, Now the just shall live by faith, but if anyone draws back, my soul has no pleasure, has no satisfaction, there's no delight in the heart of God when you're drawn back. Amen. Look at your neighbor and say, no drawn back. Now the just, that's you, that's me, the righteous, the just, the justified, amen, the, the, those that are righteous, amen, which based on what Jesus did, so that makes you the just, the just shall live by faith. Now obviously living by faith means you move forward. So if we're backing up, we're probably not living by faith. So he says that if anyone draws back, my soul has no pleasure in him. Verse 39, hallelujah. But we are not of those who draw back to perdition. That means destruction or ruin. But we are of those who believe to the saving of the soul. In other words, we have no more reason to go back there. We move forward, praise God. You know, sometimes you have to remember, uh, you know, when you feel like quitting, you need to start remembering why you started. Sometimes, you know, we, we have a tendency to look back and go, oh, those were the good old days. No, they weren't. Remember, they weren't so great. Come on, somebody. There might have been a good moment here and there, but uh, remember, there was a reason you started forward in this life of faith. Come on, somebody, right? It's amazing, but it's easy to, you know, pretty soon because the pressure's on, it's easy to start looking at everything else thinking, well, it wasn't so bad back there. Well, then we're going we're gonna to look at you just like we did the children of Israel. You know, we could, well, you know, it wasn't so bad back in Egypt. Egypt wasn't so bad. I mean, you know, we got to make bricks. Huh? You know, you know, yeah, sometimes when they got mad at us, they, they wouldn't even give us anything to put in it, just mud stuff, you know. I mean, but oh, it was, it was so much fun making bricks. You know, it was so much fun to be whipped and it was so much fun to be told what to have to do every day. It was just so much fun. To never have enough? It was just so much fun. It's like so much fun vomiting in a toilet. It's so much fun waking up and not knowing where you are. It's so much fun waking up behind bars. It's so much fun having marital issues. So much fun wondering where your kids are at. It's so much fun having financial issues and pressures and, and not having enough to pay the bills and wishing you had this. and wish. It's so much fun being without. 
We're not of those who draw back to perdition. We're not of those who draw back to perdition. There's nothing back there. Better days are ahead. Look at your neighbor and say, better days are ahead. Look at your neighbor and say it real, like you mean it now. Better days are ahead. All right, so we might as well move forward, right? Might as well move forward. Give me another one. Get that Luke 9. Put that one on the board. I love this. Uh, Jesus said, no one having put his hand to the plow looking back, right? It's fit for the kingdom of God. In other words, you're, you're not prepared and ready for the kingdom. Talk, that's not talking about heaven. That's talking about the rule, reign, or realm of God. In other words, if you want God to move in your life, you want to see something happen, it isn't back there. It's moving forward. Amen. You keep moving forward. You want God to move in your life? Then keep moving forward. Praise God. Give God place. Yes. Scriptures are pretty clear about you know, not giving the devil place. Ephesians 4 and 27 says, neither give place to the devil. It means give him, don't give him a foothold. Don't give him a place in your business. Don't allow, don't open the door for him. Uh, you open the door for the enemy, guess what? Uh, it ain't going to be long. He'll be all running the household. Come on, somebody. You let him in the car, pretty soon he's driving. Huh? You let him in to say you can sleep in the back room. Next thing you know, he's, he's taking control of the, of the master suite. Come on, somebody. That's how he works. Uh, the enemy never stops. You know, you might think if I just lighten up, maybe, he'll, maybe he won't bother me so much. He comes to steal, kill, and destroy. That's what he does. And he ain't satisfied till he does. Guess what? He don't like you. I don't know if you knew this. I just, I, I'm not trying to depress you, but the devil don't like you. Some of you just acted very amazed right there. Let's try that again. The devil don't like you. You know, the devil isn't like saying, you know, I really want you to go to hell with me because I want to hang out with you. He's not thinking that. He just don't like nobody. He ain't looking to hang out with anybody. He's just looking to ruin your life. That's what he does. Steals, kills, destroys. That's what he does. So there's only one way to beat that, and that's press forward in God. Amen. Submit yourself to God, resist the enemy, and guess what? He will flee. Amen. So, praise God. Uh, put the other one. There's another one, Luke 17. It was just a little simple one we did last week, too, a little bit. Talked briefly about it, uh, Luke 17. And it talks about, uh, you know, remember Lot's wife. What a verse, right? It's, like, it's like, the, like the second shortest verse. You know, I think the first shortest verse is Jesus wept. Somebody says, huh? Yeah, there's a little short verse. It says Jesus wept. But here's probably the next one. Remember Lot's wife. Hmm. Well, what am I supposed to remember? Uh, what did she do? She looked back. She had an opportunity. They were moving everywhere. Everything's moving forward. We don't have all that back there. Let's move forward. Hey, ho! But her heart was still back there. And she turned and she looked back. And it wasn't a good thing. Hello, somebody. So, uh, I don't want to be the person that looks back. I don't want to be the person that draws back. I don't want to be the person that somehow pulls back. Come on, somebody. I want, I want to have a heart that's moving forward in God. Amen. I want to be the guy that presses forward. Amen. If anything, praise God. Whenever the Lord returns, however it happens, how, you know, however long it is, I want to be guilty of pressing forward when He comes back. Anybody else want to be in that with me? Hallelujah. Give the Lord a praise. Come on. All right. Praise the Lord. 
All right, praise God. I think uh, uh, I'll use one more verse. Let's do that, Acts 14. Well, just verse 22, though, this time. Uh, it says this, Strengthen the souls of the disciples, exhorting them to continue in the faith, and saying, We must through, everybody say through, we must through tribulation. That just means trouble, means pressure from trouble. All right? That's all it means. So we must through pressure, okay, pressure from trouble, enter the kingdom, that same thing, rule, reign, or realm of God. In other words, if you want to see God move, you've got to be willing to press through the pressure. Don't be caving in and quitting every time the pressure's on. And as we brought out, and, what, and actually as you study this out, it says that word to enter literally means an entryway, a portal, a doorway. So you have to start seeing that pressure moment as a doorway. Not as a wall, not as a barrier, not as an obstacle. See, every bit of pressure. See, when the enemy starts pushing against you, you say, hey, another doorway. Press through that thing. Amen. Get over on the other side of this thing, praise God, where it's smoother sailing. Are you hearing me? Chuck Yeager back, uh, I don't know, was it like in the 50s, was it, when they first broke the sound barrier? I want to say it's like in the 50s. I think it was. Uh, if I was wrong on that, you can correct me later. But um, when he uh, uh, was in that uh, uh, little jet and uh, he was shooting across the sky and, and uh, you know, they're down below and they're, they're trying to, you know, monitor what's going on as he's screaming across the sky, he keeps pushing it, pushing it, pushing it, pushing it. And uh, they said that this thing was just, just a rattling, everything just shaking. Felt like, he said when he was, before they busted through, he felt like this whole thing was just going to blow apart. Everything was just, just bucking and kicking, and, and he kept on pushing it, kept on pushing it, kept on pushing it. And finally, all of a sudden, they heard the first sonic boom. Nobody had ever heard that before. So they're down below, and they hear this boom. They thought, oh, poor Chuck. Started calling the family, making arrangements. No, they didn't. But they heard a big boom. They assumed the worst. Are you hearing me? And all of a sudden, uh, uh, Chuck comes over the, the airways and said, Hey, it's smoother on the other side. <laughs> well, I think the same thing for you and me. If you'd be willing to press through some things, not quit every time the pressure's on. You know, when you're going to move, when you choose to move forward, you're going to have some pressure. You're going to have the enemy trying to uh, kick your shins and, and, you know, knock you around if he can. Just say, I refuse to back up. I refuse to quit. I am moving forward. Bless ye the Lord. I am taking ground. Praise God. And as you do that, praise God, you press right on through. He flees. Amen. And it's smoother sailing on the other side. Look at your neighbor and say, it's smoother sailing on the other side. Praise the Lord. <laughs> Woo! All right. Well, what should we do now? Okay, let's do this. Go to James 5. Let's go to James 5. James 5. I'm going to kind of shift gears a little bit here, but uh, saying same thing, just kind of coming at it another angle. James 5, and we'll go to verse 11. <clears throat> Praise the Lord. James 5, verse 11 says this, Indeed, we count them blessed who endure. Tell you what, let's, uh, let's back up so we kind of catch it, what, what's being said in the whole context here. Uh, verse 7, let's go back up here. Therefore, be patient. In other words, be consistent. 
constant, endures, what it refers to, the same word there. Uh, look at your neighbor and say, you got to endure. All right, so amen. Of course, this is something we kind of spent a little bit of time on a few weeks back here on. But therefore, be patient, brethren, until the coming of the Lord. Till when? Is he back yet? Now, there's a few people out there think he came back, but he didn't. Come on. He had a few little discrepancies and some doctrines out there, but Jesus, amen. Believe me, you're going to know when he comes back. There'll be no denying it. <laughs> so, all right. Until the coming of the Lord, uh, see how the farmer waits for the, uh, the precious fruit of the earth, waiting patiently for it until it receives the early and latter rain. Uh, in other words, the farmer knows, farmer knows, right, that when he plants the field, I mean, it's just, just kind of, you know, basic stuff here, but it's, you know, sometimes we've got to see it's just that simple. Uh, the, the, the farmer knows that when he plants the ground, uh, you know, puts, puts seed in the ground, there's a season of, of it growing. Come on, somebody. And then there comes, before long, there comes a harvest season. Amen. And he knows not to dig it up too soon. Come on, somebody. He knows just to stay consistent and stay with something. Come on. Because he knows there's a time. Amen. So that's what he's talking about here. So he says, so he goes on, verse 8, says, You also be patient. Amen. Establish your heart, for the coming of the Lord is at hand. Do not grumble against one another. You think, well, why did he throw that in there? Well, because that'll mess it up. I said, that'll mess it up. I said, that'll mess it up. Remember, we want to give God place. So that's what we're talking about. When you move forward, you give God place. Amen. You don't want to give the devil place. So one of those things that messes it up is this thing when we decide, okay, we're going to sit and grumble and gripe and complain. Come on. Look at your neighbor and say, no grumbling. Okay, do not grumble against one another, brethren, lest you uh, be condemned. In other words, open the door for the enemy. Behold, the judge is standing at the door. All right? My brethren, take the prophet, or my brethren, take the prophets who spoke in the name of the Lord as an example of suffering and patience. In other words, we have a lot of patriarchs of faith. In fact, we took some time here just, what, a week or so ago, looked at some of our patriarchs of faith and uh, just how they were consistent. That's one of the things that, that set them apart from other people was just the fact that they remained consistent through their faith and their patience. They inherited the promises. They walked by faith and they kept walking by faith. Through faith and their consistency with that faith, they inherited the promises. Somebody said, well, I just don't understand why nothing's working for me. Well, let's stay consistent with your faith and things will start working for you. But you don't understand, but no, what you don't understand is you're up against pressure right now and you're backing down to it. Are you hearing me? Well, Pastor, you just, no, don't, no, don't be deceived, the Scripture says. Amen. The same things that you're dealing with, it says all over the world, the brethren deal with the same things. We all have pressures. We all have things to deal with. We all have an enemy. Come on, somebody. He pushes on you. He pushes on me. He pushes on that guy down the street. He pushes on your family member. Come on, somebody. Pushes on your kids. You know, if you remember that, it makes things a little easier because you understand it's one enemy. And he's pushing. And so you have to understand that that's it, it just, it's just how it works. So you do your part by not quitting, by pressing forward. Amen. Push back, amen, resist the enemy, amen, and he will flee. 
just don't quit. Don't back down. Amen. My brethren, take, take the prophets who spoke in the name of the Lord as an example of suffering and patience. Indeed, we count them blessed who endure. In other words, the blessing, the receiving of the inheritance. Amen. The blessing, the full blessing manifested. Why? Because they chose to endure. Are you with me? Then it says, you have heard of the perseverance of Job and seen the end intended by the Lord, that the Lord is very compassionate and merciful. Okay, so let's, we're going to dissect this verse a little bit. In fact, let's read the next one here because I'm going to throw this in here a bit too. Uh, but above all, my brethren, do not swear either by heaven or, or by earth or with any other oath. In other words, you know, you don't need to go making a bunch of promises here and there. Come on, somebody. It says, let your yes be yes and your no, no, lest you fall into judgment. You're gonna, this is going to make sense as we get into this. So let's go back to verse 11. Put this on the, on the board here again. And let's take a look at this. Okay, indeed, we count them blessed who endure. All right? And you have heard. In other words, obviously, he's talking about the perseverance of Job. So obviously, Job endured something. I said, Job endured something. How many know Job didn't do everything perfect? Job got in trouble with some things. Come on, somebody. But one thing that was sure, and he's obviously recorded in the New Covenant as a man of faith, praise God, a man who endured. All right, he was a man that obviously still pressed forward. He had to learn a few things. Amen. There was a few things he kind of got corrected about. Come on, somebody. But once he got his ducks in a row and his beavers in a line, come on, somebody. <laughs> Hallelujah. It started working for him. Are you still hearing me? I'm going to talk more about this, but everybody say perseverance. So it's the same thing, just another word, but let's look at it. The word perseverance uh, is defined here uh, as to persist in anything undertaken. No matter what you're doing, you persist in it. Everybody say persistence. Persistence. <laughs> okay. You stay with it, right? Uh, it means also to maintain a purpose in spite of difficulty. Let's see, so, let's see, was it Philippians 3 and verse 12? I lay hold of that for which Christ Jesus has laid hold of me. In other words, I maintain a purpose. I have a purpose. So I'm not going to quit. Why? Because I have a purpose. Well, Pastor, why don't you quit? Because people count on me. Well, why don't you give up? Because my kids count on me. Why do you keep doing that? Well, because people count on you. Because you got purpose. You don't quit because it ain't just about you, you wiener. God, did I just say that? God, you have to edit that. Anyway. We don't back up. We don't quit. I mean, it ain't just about you. So when you quit, what you now is you become that example to those around you. Got people walking out on me because I, really? Really? Mercy, mercy. Huh? People count on you. All right? Yes. And, and you're going to lay hold of that for which Christ Jesus has laid hold of you. Right. You got purpose. Yeah. All right? So the definition of perseverance, again, hallelujah, 
to persist in anything undertaken, to maintain a purpose in spite of difficulty. Regardless of the pressure, I have purpose. I ain't backing down because I got purpose. I'm heading somewhere. Hmm. It's amazing how, uh, uh, you know, you see a, a, a small uh, kid or child learn, working to, to walk. And they keep working at it, getting and moving and doing. And, and even though they bunk their heads and they, you know, trip and fall and they stumble and they get up, they keep going, they keep going. And we as an adult, we bunk our heads and we quit. And God says, just keep moving, just keep walking, you'll get it. Uh, you just don't understand, this is embarrassing. Put the embarrassment behind you. Well, you just don't understand, uh, Pastor, this is, you know, I, I, I feel ashamed uh, about what, put the shame behind you. Well, Pastor, you know, I, I, I messed this up again. I've done it more than once. Put the condemnation and the guilt behind you. Move forward. Just get back up again and keep moving. Micah, put Micah, uh, is it Micah 7? Is that what it is? Put that, I know, Kathy, we're kind of jumping around our notes here, but uh, do not rejoice over me, my enemy. When I fall, I will rise. Well, I stumbled. So, get up. But you just don't understand. No, get up. Don't sit here and try to, you know, uh, you know, somehow formulate something in your head, get a reason for why you, you fail. Knock it off. You know, sometimes the most dangerous place to be is in your head. Because your own head will come up with reasons why and how come. And, and the whole time God says, would you please just forget about it, put it behind you and move forward. Put that thing under the blood and move forward. Somebody said, well, Pastor, if I keep telling people that, they're just, just going to take advantage of that, and they're just going to keep on sinning. I have found if the person that moves forward in God pretty soon gets a hold of it, and they realize, they go, well, I'll be all gone. I'm somebody different than who I thought I was. Sometimes it's just a matter of identity. And so when somebody keeps moving forward in God, pretty soon they find out who they are. And you come into who you are. And pretty soon it's like, well, I'm not that person. That's right. You're a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things become new. It might have just took you a little while to figure that out. Somebody said, well, you're condoning sin. We ain't condoning sin. We're not encouraging sin. We're not, we're not you know, making excuses for sin. You want to get free from sin? Move toward the one that can make you free. You sitting there in your head ain't going to get her done. We've proven that already. Look at your name and go, mm-hmm. Right? Come on, work with me here. Look at your neighbor and go, mm-hmm. You know. Let's just step out of our box a little bit here. Look at your neighbor, point at him and say, you know. See, when you get it back in there, you kind of hang out in your head. Pretty soon, here's where all that mess. Now the enemy's got a playground. Some of you got full-blown uh, playgrounds in your head, full-blown. I mean, it's just like, I mean, the tunnels, the slides, the, you know, the merry-go-round, the swings. 
and here we go. And what are you doing? Oh, beating myself up with condemnation. Why are you doing that? Well, I don't know. I just think I'm deserving of it. And God, well, God says, you're not. I'm getting dizzy doing this. Anyway, <laughs> some people just sit there and they just round they go again, round they go again. Just sit there and hang out in their head and let the devil just use them like a punching bag. Come on, somebody. And the whole time, you're supposed to resist him and move forward. And the quicker you move forward and the quicker you resist your enemies, you'd be amazed how they flee. Yeah. And that thing that used to hold you back, the thing that used to hang you up, doesn't hang you up anymore. Come on, somebody. Now we can work on something else. A whole new level. Everybody, look at your neighbor and say, let's go higher. Come on. All right, let's get out of the playground now. All right. Back here to this definition because I'm not done with it. Uh, perseverance, to persist in anything undertaken, to maintain a purpose in spite of difficulty, it also means in spite of obstacles or discouragement. Well, I'm discouraged. Well, then stop it. Pastor, no. Listen, when we tell you these things, we're not being harsh or mean. I just don't want to jump into the mud with you on that. And I, I just think, you know, you don't need to either. Why don't you just get out of that thing? Let's, come on, let's get out of that. And let's move forward and not hang out there. Now, remember the verse it's back in, uh, uh, let's see, we'll go, we'll go to that other one later. But let's go back to uh, James 5 and 11. Put that one back on the board. And let's look at this thing. Indeed, we count them blessed who endure. You have heard of the perseverance of Job. Job. Now, a lot of stuff happened to Job. I don't know if you've ever taken the time to read Job. Uh, but Job, uh, actually Job is the oldest book in the Bible. The oldest book in the Bible. It was written before uh, Genesis was. Uh, you know, because obviously he wrote this whole thing down before Moses started writing, the, you know, Genesis, you know, through Deuteronomy. So uh, anyway, uh, the first two chapters, whew, mercy. A lot of stuff happened to him, man, real quick. And, uh, you know, some people give God the blame on that. God, God wasn't the blame. God said, you know, you know, he told the enemy, he says, your heart's already set on him. And there's a reason, because there was an open door. Come on, somebody. Look at your neighbor and say, give God place, not the enemy place. Now, Job, Job got rebuked later and got an understanding of what he did wrong. But the bottom line was, it was an open door. The enemy come in and ransacked his life. It happened in about a chapter and a half. It was done. Whew. Nasty. You know what I'm talking about? But he still wouldn't curse God. Come on. He even had a wife that was encouraging him. Curse God and die. Dude, this is horrible. That's, thanks, honey. Um, but anyway, he didn't take her advice. Hallelujah. And so then he goes down and verses like this and get, uh, get wrote. Uh, even under the new covenant, he gets a pat on the back from God because of his perseverance. But how many know he didn't do everything right? Okay, so anyway, uh, you know, first chapter and a half or whatever, he, uh, you know, gets, gets leveled and uh, everything he had, he lost. And so here he is, uh, you know, and his three friends show up and it lists their names. And, and uh, I don't even give you their names because I don't want to remember their names. 
With friends like this, who needs enemies? So anyway, uh, his three friends um, show up, and they all decide we're going to sit down, we're going to have a powwow. So we had the next, basically the next 29 or 30 chapters are about them wallowing in mud. And it goes from everywhere. There's this gamut of emotions that Job goes through. And understandably, right? I mean, for all that he'd been through. Okay? But his friends ain't encouraging him. His friends are more or less trying to figure out all of his issues and problems. Come on. So, the next 30 chapters, they're sitting around having a powwow around the fire and talking about all the problems and the issues and probably what he did wrong and what he did here and what he did there and what happened here and what's God doing to him here and why God's doing that and God's this and God's that and God's this and God's that. And these are all the verses that a lot of people pull from and use it in their sermons that they got rebuked for even saying it. That's just one of my pet peeves. I just thought I'd throw that out there. Anyway, 30 chapters of this. Eliahu shows up, a young man, uh, you know, younger. We don't know really his age. We just know that he's younger. And because, uh, you know, the others were older than him, out of respect to them, he allowed them to keep talking. So for 30 chapters, we hear murmuring, griping, complaining, belly aching. And this man, Job, goes through all kinds of emotions from everything from condemnation to self-justification. The whole, whole spectrum. Over here beating himself up because he failed, did everything wrong, to the point that toward the end, uh, before he got rebuked, he's over here trying to say, well, you know, I, I was doing, and I, because I was, uh, and I was, and, and I was. So Elihu finally interrupts it and says, I've had enough. He said, I might be a young man, but God breathes into me, and I let him. And he gives me understanding, and he gives me life, and I'm here to tell you, you're all full of it. So Elihu gets to talk for five chapters, I think it was, maybe six, but five or six chapters. Sets the record straight, and all of a sudden... God hasn't been talking. But all of a sudden, the record gets set, things get, the plumb line gets snapped, and the Spirit of God jumps in on the scene and begins to talk. Why? Because Elihu, praise ye the Lord, allowed the breath of God in his lungs, amen, to make a difference in that scene, to give God a place to move. And God begins to talk to Job. And basically said, listen up. Don't be talking that mess. Don't be listening to that mess. What this young man had to say, obviously God was in favor of. Come on, somebody. And so God God and Job have a conversation basically for the rest of the book. Dialogue going back and forth. And in the end, God says, uh, pray for your f- so-called friends. 
So he does. And, you know, whatever, you know. But then the Scripture says, okay, and seen the end intended by the Lord. Now, this word intended, if you look it up in the New Covenant, it's not even really there. Uh, but the word end is that word telos, okay, which is where we get the, like, uh, you know, for instance, Hebrews 6, and it talks about, you know, through, uh, through diligence until the end. It's that same thing, telos, where we get our word telescope, telephone. In other words, there's a purpose, there's an end, and there's, there's a desired uh, result that you want. That's what it means. So that's how they get this word, the end intended, all right? So what was the end or the result or the end intended by the Lord was the man received double. 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 He was already the richest man on the planet. He already had everything more than anybody else. But when he got God in on the scene and he pressed through, got through that mess, even though there was a few... How you doing, Job? Well, we're moving. Okay. Keep going, boy. Smoother sailing on the other side. Hey! So he gets on the other side. God doubles everything he had. Again, another kid's. Sons, daughters, the word says he lived for another 140 more years. He got to see the next four generations. Glory. The end intended by the Lord. That the Lord is very, very, Everybody say very. very. In fact, that word very means very. No. Let's see. It means, let's see, I think I wrote down. I thought I did. Yeah, it means, the word very means extremely. Now you say, well, why, did, why does it mean he's extremely compassionate and merciful? Because he had to be. Because it took him a little while to get a hold of it. And all the boys sitting around there, he had to be merciful. Right. And my thought is, you know, as a merciful and compassionate that God is, why in the world would you think he's not now? And we're under a new covenant, a better covenant established on better promises. Come on, somebody. And if God was that merciful and compassionate concerning this situation? Why wouldn't He be for you? I mean, what did you do that was so bad? What did you, what did you, you know, let hang you up that just happened to be so bad that God just couldn't overlook it? Uh, put the uh, Proverbs, uh, I have a, a verse about with Proverbs, right? Let's put that kind of goes along with that verse out of Micah, but uh, for a righteous man may fall seven times and rise again, 
But the wicked fall by calamity. Well, they have no, there is nothing to fall on. There is nothing to draw from. So they're going to fall. They're going to fall by calamity. But a righteous man may stumble and trip and fall. It says seven times. That doesn't mean that on the eighth time you're toast. The word seven means complete. So you may be really good at falling. <laughs> Look at your neighbor again go, just kind of do that like, you know. Now maybe some of you are so good, maybe you've only stumbled once, but some of us were pretty good at stumbling. <laughs> we kind of get up and think we're all right, and bam, we're down again. And whew, Mercy. Everybody say mercy. 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 And extremely compassionate. God says, would you just move forward? But you just, extremely compassionate and full of mercy. Every morning, new mercy. Sometimes I just hurry up and go to bed just so I can get up and go... Give me a mercy. I need a mercy. Mercy. Oh, oh, compassion. Compassion. Mercy. Oh, good. It's a new day. Oh. Oh. That was close. What'd you do, Jerry? Move forward. Everybody say, move forward. We have no excuses. Nowhere does it say, you know, that, well, all except you. We all move forward. That's what we do. So a righteous man may fall seven times. He may be really good at it, but he gets up again. See, the emphasis is not about how many times you fall. The emphasis is how many times you're going to get up. You're going to get up and rise and move. And again, people want to say, Pastor, you just give people a license to sin. Well, you know, everybody's done a good enough job without a license, right? I mean... It ain't like we gotta, we're not condoning something. We're not, we're not encouraging you to sin. We're encouraging you to move toward the one that can help you get free from sin. Yeah. To encourage you to move toward the one that gets you free from condemnation. To get move toward the one that'll get you free from shame. Move toward the one that gets you free from guilt. Move toward the one that'll get you free from that addiction. Move toward God that'll get you free from the issue, from the strain, the struggle, the striving, all the yuck that seems to hang you up. Move toward God! Um, came out of some meetings this last week. You know, we were in, uh, down in New Orleans area and uh, spent some time with Mike and, uh, and Elaine uh, Melee and, and uh, was there at the conference there. And, of course, Mike is, you know, going to be one of those guys that's, you know, it's always move forward, man. It's never back up. And so I appreciate having a covering like that. And uh, so, uh, you know, I appreciate that being fed into me. And, and uh, one of the statements he made that uh, um, 
you know, this, this week, it kind of came up a few times, is that, um, you know, uh, you are not, you, well, you are who God says you are, right? Yeah. Okay. You are not where you're, you are not where you're at. Just because right now this is where you're at in your life, that doesn't mean that's you. You are who He says you are. And not where you're at, right. So, in other words, you might think, well, I'm right here, and this is my mess, and this is who I am. No, no. Right now you're just in a mess. Press through. This is who you are. Amen. You're a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things become new. Move forward. Amen. Amen. So we move forward. That's what we do. Praise God. Amen. Put, uh, put uh, let's do the uh, 1 Corinthians 15. Put that on the board. We're just about wrapping her up here. But thanks be to God who, what? Gives us the victory. Well, I don't feel very victorious. Well, that's not who you are. You're victorious. Well, I don't feel victorious. But you are victorious. Well, uh, no, it says He already gives you one. Thanks be to God. Look at your neighbor and say, say let's thank God. Let's thank God. Amen. Everybody say, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Okay, verse 58. Might as well throw that up there. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be steadfast. Keep moving, right? Keep going forward. Immovable, always abounding, or excelling in the work of the Lord, knowing that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. In other words, you just keep moving. Guess what? Amen. God sees it. God knows. Just keep moving forward. But nowhere in there does it say back up. He says, I've given you the victory, so why not just go for it? You know, don't, don't waller in this mess. Just keep moving. Okay, let's give you another one. 2 Corinthians 2. Put that one on the board. Verse 14. Now, thanks be to God. Everybody say, thank you, Lord. Say it like you mean it. Thank you, Lord. Say it like you mean it. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Woo! Thank you, Lord, who always leads us in triumph in Christ and through us diffuses, through us diffuses the fragrance of His knowledge. In other words, it ain't all about you. People are counting on you moving forward. So it says here, if you will just move forward, God has an opportunity, has a place in your life to start moving you toward triumph. Success. Press through. But every time you sit here and you waller in this mess and you let the enemy beat you up with your past, your, you know, the guilt, the condemnation, all that mess, what, you, you've just given him a place. That's part, uh, uh, I know we skipped it earlier, Kathy, but let's throw it back up there. That 2 Corinthians uh, 2 and uh, verse 11, put that one on the board. Um, uh, just talks about how the enemy gets an advantage, right? Should, uh, lest Satan should take advantage of us, for we are not, here we go, ignorant of his devices. Now, the reason I throw that up, because where is that? Well, the playground, right here, head. That's what he's talking about. That word device literally means head trip, mind games. This is where he goes. This, uh, this is how you give him, you give him place. That's why, you know, when Paul's talking about in Ephesians 4, don't give him place, because this is where he wants to hang out. So, said that for this reason. You move forward. You don't sit back here and waller on why you didn't make it and try to analyze how come it ain't working. Just move forward. And I found that as you move forward, you start getting your answers. 
how to change this, how to adjust this, why to do this, why not to do this. He starts leading you in triumph. And you start walking in success. Now, not real deep today. It's just about moving forward. I mean, if there's anything, if you could just, you could just say, you know, the, that was really the only thing that really worked for Job is Job at least kept taking another step. Didn't do everything right. Didn't say everything right. But once he got a hold of it, it started working for him. Come on, somebody. But he kept moving forward. I will tell you this. I, in my own life, sometimes the only thing that was even remotely working in my life was I wasn't afraid to just take another step. Because everybody else was looking at me going, don't think it's going to happen. You should quit. <laughs> yeah, it's not working for you, buddy. This Jesus thing. Well, I think it worked. Come on, somebody, and it's still working. Amen. Look at your neighbor and say, it still works. Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. Watch y'all stand up. Praise God. Thank you for giving me a few extra minutes there. Praise the Lord. God is good. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. No reason to quit. No reason to back up. Amen. Hallelujah. Yeah. Praise the Lord. Father, we give you praise and glory once again. Thank you for your word and for these principles. And I thank you, Lord, for a people of God, hallelujah, who purpose to move forward, grabbing hold of all that which you grabbed hold of them, walking and receiving their prize. Praise God. And as they submit themselves to you and resist their enemies, praise God, the enemies flee. Hallelujah. And I give you praise, Lord. They're walking by faith. Standing firm, hallelujah, in you, not willing to back up, quit, or turn back, look back, or none of that mess. They're taking what's theirs. And for that, I give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Look at your neighbor and say, keep moving forward, praise God. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. You are dismissed. Thank you for joining us for this message. We'd like to take this opportunity to encourage those listening from anywhere in Central Oregon to join us Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. and Wednesday evenings at 7 p.m. for our regular services. We understand that many do not have a home church, and we can't emphasize enough the importance of connecting with a church family. We'd be honored to meet you and spend time with you praising God.